Welcome back to The Master. I hadn't quite teed up that song properly to the right space where I thought it was. That's because I was chatting to our next guest, Howie Don Morrison, Alliance Board Director, Willowbank Farmer. We were chatting in the break while I was teeing up that song and he said, take me back to my varsity days row. Uh, Howie, kia ora, welcome to the show. Tell me about your varsity days or is it not fit for radio? Oh, kia ora, uh, Ro. No, definitely fit for radio. It was a, it was a different era, but it doesn't seem that long ago. Um, you know, three or four years at Lincoln University. Um, and, uh, yeah, you look back and, gee, the, the friends you made and the, the lifelong contacts, that was probably the special thing about that time at Lincoln. Some of my mates might be listening now, so uh, kia ora to them. Oh, see, I was uh, living 45 minutes away from Massey University in Palmerston North, and so that's obviously where I went to university. I didn't realise what a cult-like, amazing time uh, Lincoln University was. Honestly, they're a different breed. Yeah, oh, look, it was a small university row, so you virtually knew everyone, pretty uh, pretty centred on the, the agriculture and, uh, and the emerging stages of the horticulture. But, look, it was a, it was a great era. The, I think the Canterbury team held, this, held the Ranfurly Shield for four years. We were listening to Dragon and Dee Dee Smash and Hello Sailor. It was just, uh, yeah, it was a good time. What a time to be alive. I honestly feel like I missed out for not being at Lincoln University in those days. Hey, uh, you're heading through to Queenstown at the moment. You assure me it's not for a holiday. Uh, you're not going to be playing any golf at Millbrook or Calvin Heights or anything. What are you doing there? No, we've um, got, just got some farmer consult meetings up here just with a little business we're looking at. And um, so it was an early start this morning, just got into Queenstown now and, um, yeah, a day's meetings and uh, and then home again tonight, Row. Oh, fantastic. Uh, what can you see? Is there snow around on them there hills? Yeah, there's a lot more snow. I think the uh, ski fields will be pretty happy with that. In fact, I think some of them were talking about opening this week. I haven't actually heard an update, but, um, yeah, they'll, they'll be pretty pleased at what they've got. Yeah, they will indeed. Uh, the golf course is possibly not so much, but it's really beautiful, at least, playing golf in the snow. Hey, uh, what's happening on farm at the moment? How's Willowbank going? Yeah, we've just got all the... In fact, the last of the ewes started on the fodder beat yesterday, so I think for a lot of us it was a, a relief because that um, the pressure from the dry and the extra animals on was always going to probably go through right till the start of the winter rotations. And talking to a few people now that they've got to those winter rotations, it's it's taken a bit of the pressure off, and some of those fodder beet and swede crops have certainly responded well through those good conditions in May. So, um, yeah, yeah we're, we're in a good space at the moment, Ro. Yeah, it's an interesting time at the moment, transitioning onto winter platforms. What's the feed situation like? Yeah, look, the, well, we just got some crops, some fodder beets crop measured last week, and they're up to 28 tonnes, sort of between 23 to 28 tonnes. Nice. So what it does is gives you that really good, you know, it's the insurance come the winter that you've actually got the feed. Transitioning the ewes is pretty easy. It's uh, not quite as hard as the dairy cows, so um, they just go on and get a little bit of baleage. And the other thing about the winter is you, you get into that routine, you get up and you feed your sheep every day, and then you've got time to tick off a few of those projects that have been waiting all summer. So, you know, we've got, we got a few jobs we want to get done for the winter, and we've started on those. How's the cattle situation at the works looking? I know there have been really long wait times uh, that have been publicised recently, but how are things going now? Yeah, the, the ovine was, was really quickly cleared and the, the bovine, still a bit of a wait, although that's decreasing and there's been 
some contracts put out for winter grey or winter options, which has let those guys that have had those animals through to at least, um, you know, if they're going to take them through to now or a bit later, get, get recognised in the price. So, uh, look, I don't know what the waiting list is right at the moment. We've got a board meeting next week and we'll, we'll get an update there, but, but certainly clearing. Yeah, you would have been pleased with the SOAPI report released by MPI yesterday, the situation and outlook for the primary industries report. It was pretty positive reading. Yeah, you know, we've seen a strengthening of prices uh, right through this year, Oh, that um, certainly with that world, the world demand for red meat as a protein is, is looking pretty good. You've got the situation in Ukraine that's obviously pushed prices up, but it's also made the availability of grain crops um, a whole lot scarcer for a lot of those grain-fed systems. So to have a natural grass-fed red meat option is, um, you know, it's probably a plus at the moment. Are you guys doing much to market this uh, overseas still at the moment? We're not having to, to specifically market anything different, Rose, simply because... Um, Look, look, we've been, we'd already been moving into a premiumised brand space, which we're doing with our Lumina, our Celia and our hand-pricked product in the ovine. And, um, you know, what, what we're seeing out of China and especially America at the moment, certainly the UK, is just really strong demand anyway. In, fa- in fact, their biggest challenge is actually getting the product to market. Yeah, yeah, the uh, logistical issues. Honestly, I feel like I'm so sick of saying that word and talking about supply chain disruption and everything. You know, this was so 2020, continued on into 2021. We're over it now, Howie. Yeah, but I think, you know, we better get used to it because it's yeah. probably at least another 18-month issue. So it's not, you know, 2020, it's probably 23, 24. We're still looking at this as an issue. It's become the new normal. Yeah, it has, you know, when that first COVID first came in and we thought we'd get through the first year, then we'd get back to a normal world. You know, maybe we're finding out now what is the new normal. Exactly, exactly. Honestly, we at least we were positive thinking uh, back then. Not quite realistic, but positive. Hey, look, I'll let you go and enjoy Queenstown. Howie Don Morrison, Alliance Board Director, Willow Bank Farmer. Always a pleasure to catch up with you on the muster. Yeah, thanks, Ro. Look forward to next time. There we go. I nearly called it the country. I nearly did. I haven't managed to all week. Andy Muir will be back from Monday. We're going to catch up with him later in the hour. But up next, we are going to talk to Morgan Green from Northern South Vets. Look at uh, talking nitrate poisoning through crop transitioning. We were talking just then with Howie about how moving on to those winter platforms. We'll find out how you can do it safely next here on The Muster.